has officially been forever since I last made a podcast. Currently sitting at the New West Key, just relaxing. I have been doing a lot of amazing work. I have officially cracked the key to feeling happy, at least for me. It's been a long time coming. It's learning self-love. Not just the regular kind of love, but unconditional love for yourself. Knowing that no matter what, you always love yourself. And when people treat you in ways that you find harsh, just remember if they can't unconditionally love themselves, how are they supposed to be able to even understand how to love you? Also, I just finished writing my book. I know, I don't think I talked about it, but I am doing a series on my life. So the first one I just completed, I just have to edit, it's from 0 to 22. It's just basically because I'm just at that turning point in life where things are going to go up and up and I'm going to be able, I'm starting to look back at the things that may be, be able to get where I am today. And that's what my book is all about. That's what my series is all about. It's... Sorry, I just got really funny here. So, in my first book, it's... There's... I basically focus on my big traumas and the things that have shaped who I am today. And about roughly every 20 years, I'm going to have another book. And it's what I want is it's going to be an immortal copy, a guidebook to see, look at where I was able to come from and look at how well I'm where I'm going, you know? I know growing up, I just, I wanted to find someone in the world that I could resonate with to understand that everything I went through wasn't just, you know, You know, it was painful, it was really painful. You know, even in my book, I have a spot where I'm like, you know, was I just born here to feel pain? What is this, right? Like, it's, it's difficult, it's really difficult, but one of the biggest things I've learned is everything I went through has been shaping my future. Everything. No matter what I've done, no matter where I've gone, the choices I've made, every single split second, every present moment, it's been shaping who I am today. And you know what? I went through a lot, but I'm honored to say that now that I fully, unconditionally love myself, I'm able to forgive everybody in my life that's ever hurt me. You know, I tried to do it the other way around and forgive everyone, but at the end of the day, I realized I couldn't forgive myself for the choices I made. So if you can't forgive yourself, how can you truly forgive others? And in my mind, I didn't have the victim mentality of, oh, all this stuff happened to me, you know? Why? It was a victim mentality within myself. Why? I was a victim of my own brain, you know, this inner cage that sometimes we just can't get out of. 
every day it's a it's a daily battle you know you wake up and well for me every morning I wake up my whole brain resets as, as if nothing happened nothing I've learned has been accomplished every day I gotta start anew I have to remember that where I've been where I'm going where I am in that present moment and say hey you know what if you're feeling a little bit blue today it's okay just remember remember yesterday the more you do it the more you're able to change how your day looks change how you feel about it every day gets easier because instead of every day feeling like you know you got lots and lots of days where you haven't been able to get to that point where you can change it it's hard to remember that you can but the more you do it the more and more you do it throughout the day because you know life happens there is plenty of things during the day that get me down but because these last little while I've had so many opportunities within myself to grow and change how I reacted to that situation it's easy to remember I find I have problem with long-term memory. Also part of the reason of my book why there's only the major traumas is I really only remember the major traumas. And even when I was writing my book, there was things that I totally forgot about that just came up. And I was like, what? You know, like certain things that people say, you know? Someone can say one thing and it affects you so badly and it goes into your subconscious so deep that you don't even know it's there anymore. There's a lot of things and that's what my book is, my first one. Also, I'm thinking about, um, well, I have a lot of things on the go, so I gotta do one at a time and as I get them all started, I'll put more on here. Thank you. Thank you for all of my listeners. I, I haven't been on in a while, so I don't even know how to check anything anymore. But, you know, it, it feels good. It feels really good. It feels really good to know that I have set this up for myself. That if I need to go take a break and focus on another part of my life and get that going, that I can always come back. I can always come back. You know, when I was little, one of the biggest things I was always afraid of was starting something. As I always felt like a failure if I needed to take a break to focus on something else. Because I wasn't able to conceptualize and understand that if I take a break, I'm allowed to come back. If you take a break, you're not a failure. You can always come back. And that's, that's one of the biggest things. Even with writing my book, you know, I got it I got it all down on paper. And I wanted to pull an all nighter because I'm like, Angela, are you are you really are you really gonna do that tomorrow? Are you gonna t- continue on? But you know what? I promised myself I would. The next day, I got up, I wrote some on my phone, and you know what? I went out and I bought a mini laptop. And I can say that I have finished my book in about two to three days. Writing and actually getting a hard copy. 
I remember being little and ever since I was little because I've always had like these crazy experiences in life. I remember having this one little Mickey Mouse like um, notebook. Oh man, my writing was chicken scratch back then, right? Like I, I'm like tiny and I remember starting off saying like, you know, my story. I really wish I still had that. I mean, I can still see some of it in my head, but I can't, I, I don't know what the words say. I really don't know what the words say. So my goal is to start journaling, blogging every day. So when those 20 years go by, I'm gonna have thousands and thousands and thousands of things to say, hey, this is my day by day, you know? like. That's why I was like thinking of doing a blog, and then my second book is just like grabbing, like summarizing it all, you know, so that you guys can come on this journey with me. It's it's been a beautiful journey. It's been a really beautiful journey. It's been tough. It's been really tough. There's been a lot of hard lessons to learn, a lot. And you know what the biggest thing? One of <laughs> my biggest lessons <laughs> is believing in yourself, trusting that. Sometimes you actually, you get so stuck in your head that the world outside is not thinking what you do. But like for me, with all of my traumas I experienced, you know, my whole world had been formed into my head as all of these things I should be afraid of. I should be afraid of expressing myself. That if I don't go to school, like, um, college. I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to be able to support myself. I'm never going to have a man that wants me. Those are just some of the like sneak peek of the fundamentals of like some of the things that you take with you. You know, they come with you. They go with you. But you know, the thing is, they go into your subconscious. And so when you hear yourself thinking those things, I want you to look back. If you feel safe and comfortable to do, maybe grab a pen and paper and write down, why am I thinking these things? Is there anything in my childhood, my adulthood, or anything in my life that could attribute to these thoughts I'm thinking towards myself? Is there something that maybe someone said that started a negative cycle in my head? Something that as I was little or at any age, vulnerable, and I thought it as my own because that's what I was told. You know, there's a, there's a lot of interesting things in there. And you know what? I can tell you, I have been working on self-love for a long time. But as soon as I started writing my book, I promise you, I can 100% say I unconditionally love myself. I know my work. One of the biggest things that I've struggled with that has really affected my self-worth since I was little. So when I was about eight years old, I was living with a wonderful, beautiful soul. She was my foster mother at the time. On the night of my sister's birthday, her seventh birthday, I used to have very bad nightmares and I used to come downstairs and she used to tuck me in. So around like 10 o'clock at night, because you know, I'm little, so that's the time I imagine. 
it was in August, it was hot out, she was eating a piece of my sister's birthday cake that she had had us, had for us that day, I came down, I said, you know, half awake, you know, mommy, you know, like, I'm, I'm really scared, you know, it, it had gotten to the point that I always had my mom, you know, I always had her. No matter what happened, no matter what dreams I had, I could just come down and know I'd be safe. I just always knew I'd be safe. That night, um, as she was in the middle of her sentence, she choked on a piece of my sister's birthday cake. I woke up quite instantly. I woke up real fast. And I ran over to her. And I was asking if she was okay. She was passing out. Her eyes were rolling back in her head. She was choking. I know now that she was choking. I grabbed her wrist and I tried to pull her up, but she was just, she just flopped. Her wrist cracked, you know, she was older. She was about 50 years old, so I thought I'd broken her wrist. And I was already feeling guilty enough by the fact that I came down and, you know, I always felt like it was my fault. Fast forward, her rule to like, I don't know, a couple weeks later, her death was ruled unknown. Only I knew what went down that night. Only I did. I never told anyone though. Because being eight years old and your mom passing away on you right then and there, when you're asking for her to come tuck you in because you have a really bad nightmare, you know, you think it's your fault. Well, I never felt comfortable to tell anyone either because that's what I believed. That's what I believed I did. And I knew at that point, at that age, from everything I've lived through, that when people are upset, they can accidentally say things that they don't mean. And I was so afraid that if I told them what had happened, what it what had actually happened, because I, I I shut down, I fully shut down. I didn't even know what guilt was, but I felt guilt. I felt so sick. I was afraid that if I had said what had happened, out of their pain and missing her, they'd confirm what I'd believe. You know, they'd be like, you know, sometimes people say things that they really don't mean, but to an eight-year-old who had not known what had fully happened except for all she had was a nightmare and her mom died as she was asking for help. You know, it's... It's scary. And you know what? I am so glad I didn't tell anybody. I'm so glad because myself now thanks my little girl self saying, you know what, Angela, you were point on. You know, you don't know. You really don't know that at that age, you can tell something. There's gonna be something, right? I'm glad I didn't get it confirmed. Even if it would have been by accident, it would have just slammed me shut so fast. I was already shutting down, I was closing off. I was closing off, I closed off. We lived with our sister for a little bit and I became very difficult. I didn't understand what I was feeling. All I understood was my mom was gone and it was my fault. 
There was many times that I didn't understand the behaviors I was displaying. But I was displaying early on suicidal behaviors, but they weren't suicide. They were out of guilt. That if it was my fault she was dead, I should be dead too. You know what, I'm pretty sure I've said that multiple times over my life, especially when I was in my teenage years. I know the last time I tried to commit suicide when I was living with my adoptive parents' house. I had, I had just had enough. I had nobody. I didn't even feel like I had my sister. My whole world was crashing down. The only person that I knew that I still had left was my mom. But my mom wasn't here, you know? It just got to that point where I'm like, you know what, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid. I've worked my butt off. I tried so hard, so hard, and all I kept getting was these big rain clouds and just, you know, crap dumped on me. I worked hard to fight for who I was. I worked hard to fight for everything I deserved. Every time I've tried to commit suicide, No matter how hard I try, I know my mom stops me. And I know that now. I'm really proud of myself to be able to say that on Monday, let me just check the date, last Monday, which would have been Monday, July 8th, you are officially Hearing from a girl that never thought the day would come where she spoke to her, her mental health team and they're discharging her. You know, and I, th I think that was a really, really beautiful push. It was a really, really beautiful push to go back. To finally be able to have something I've always felt trapped, like, I can't tell anybody anything, right? I've, I've, I've had that since I was little. That if I tell people things, they don't listen, or they hear it wrong, or they just confirm all of the things that I felt. But for me, writing a book, oh, let's just say writing, writing a book is gonna, you know, it, I've done it. I don't go into super detail. But by writing my book, I was able to actually go and see how all of the patterns, all of the patterns I expressed. And at the root of all those cycles, patterns, it was never for attention. The one person I had ever had a true connection with, is gone. She's gone, she's not coming back. And I knew that, I knew that. And so I struggled with codependency issues. And I did, I did until just like a little while ago. It was, it was really difficult. Especially in my teenage years. It's in my book. But 
there's a lot of things that I've kind of told people, but I haven't gone into depth, and I don't go into depth in my book. But the words I use paint a picture of the things that I felt I had to do to have that connection again. The problems I faced with my decisions. Just everything. I didn't ask for any of those things to happen. But I still didn't ask for the help I needed because my whole life I didn't have that opportunity to feel safe enough to ask. I didn't have good role models or people I truly was able to connect with. One of the biggest gifts that I could give anybody in the world is advice. No matter at what point in your life, no matter where you are in your journey, it's learning to love yourself unconditionally. Even now. Even when you learn to love yourself conditionally and not be codependent anymore, you know that you still need that one person that you can talk to and not feel afraid. I have, I have different people in my life that Instead of just having one person, I found it's been easy for me to have a couple different people that I know that when I've talked to them about these situations, that I'm able to get the answer I need. And you know what? Maybe that's the key. Maybe it's not just putting it all on one person, because maybe that is codependency. Maybe it is learning that you can't do it all on your own, but you can still love yourself unconditionally enough to make sure that you know, you know what you're looking for, you know what you need. And when you can unconditionally love yourself, your whole world changes. I can tell you this morning, I was, I, I was, I was depressed. I've been, I'll be honest, like there was a lot of heavy stuff in that book. I mean, the last two days I've been, you know, on cloud nine, getting it done, right? Like feeling real good. Like I, I, I'm following through. But at the same time, I know I should have taken more breaks. The part in the book, the only part in my book that I actually had to take breaks with, which I should have done the whole thing, was with my ex-boyfriend. It's still fresh, still real fresh. You know, there was so many red flags. 